Hey guys, it's Dr. Childs here, and today we're going to be talking about menopause and weight gain. Um, it's a little different than what I normally talk about. We spend a lot of time talking about thyroid problems, but menopause and, and how it impacts your body is still very important. Uh, menopause is something that all women are going to eventually go through, and there's a big problem with menopause because it complicates whatever is going on in your body at the time that you go through it. And what I mean is menopause um, is a period where your hormones are in flux. And basically what you have happening is your estrogen drops, your progesterone drops, your testosterone is slowly dropping, but it usually reaches some critical point around that time. And those abrupt changes influence other hormone systems in your body. And they usually lead to a, a cascade of symptoms that all women are pretty familiar with, the symptoms associated with menopause. But also what we're going to be talking about today is menopause is associated with a fairly significant amount of weight gain that occurs in most women. Not all, but most women. So most women around the time of menopause gain about 15 to 20 pounds. Now this number could be anywhere from 10 to 20, um, sometimes 5, whatever. It could be even more. But the point is on average, let's just say somewhere between 15 and 20 pounds. That's a huge deal. okay? And, and, and what I'm trying to say here is they gain this weight without changing anything. So what will happen is you're living your life, you're doing great, you hit menopause and all of a sudden, boom, you're 20 pounds heavier. It didn't, you didn't change how much you're exercising, you didn't change what foods you're putting in your mouth, you didn't change anything else. Your body changed and it caused this thing, caused this weight gain that you experience. That's what we're going to be focusing on. So what, first of all, why does this happen? And again, it's important because every single, if, you, if you're a woman or a female and you're watching this, you're going to go through menopause at some point. So what you want to do is you want to put your body in a situation where you're going to mitigate or reduce any weight gain. And ideally, you would want to prevent any weight any weight gain from occurring around that time. And if you can do this, then you're going to be setting yourself up uh, for for you're putting yourself in a really good position. And we'll talk about that in just a minute. Um, but first of all, let's talk about what causes that weight gain because it's well known. Um, it's, it's, you can't, you can't deny the fact that it occurs because we have loads of data indicating that women gain weight. So the question really is not if they do, it's why do they do it? Um, and, and this, uh, image here is really helpful for understanding what causes it. So there's three main, uh, sort of factors here. You have, uh, three main groups, I should say. You have the genetic factors, you have the hormone factors, and then exogenous, meaning other factors that are imp impacting your body. So endogenous means it's coming from within you. Exogenous means it's acting upon you from the outside. Okay. And so we'll talk about these in a minute, but all of these things together impact the, the body weight. Okay. And that, that's the important thing, because if we understand what's causing it, then it's pretty easy to treat that. But if you don't have any idea and you're just assuming that it's due to your diet or whatever, then, but it's really due to some other cause, then let's say you focus on the diet, but you're not actually going to lose weight because you're not treating the underlying cause. So that's why this is really important. So number one, genetics, you don't have much control over your genetics. Um, so what I mean by that, I mean, you, you have some, some control over the epigenetic changes and, and the epigenetics refers to changes that occur to your DNA in response to your environment. So for instance, let's say that your, your, your mom had menopause when she was 50 and maybe she's overweight or something like that. Um, but she was eating really unhealthy throughout, you know, the last 30 years of her life. And so when she hit menopause, she gained 30 pounds. Well, that doesn't mean that's going to happen to you. It may happen to you if you follow in her same path, but you can prevent a lot of it by eating healthy before. So just because it's in your card, so to speak, doesn't mean that you're actually playing those cards on the table because you can alter the environment and that will affect your genetics. So there is a genetic predisposition, meaning whatever you were born with that you can't control, but you can control the environment, which impacts those genes. And that's called epigenetics. 
Ethnicity also plays a role, but again, you don't have control over that. So let's talk about some of the other things, but I, they're worth mentioning at least. So hormonal factors, this is where things get really interesting. So um, up here, number one, there's rapid hypoestrogenemia. Um, that's a complicated word. Basically, it means a rapid decline in your estrogen, and that's exactly what menopause is. And I would say this is, this is the... Um, this is really where all of the problems and all the symptoms come from in menopause. It's that rapid, sudden decline in estrogen and progesterone, I should say, although progesterone declines a little, um, it's a different pattern. Um, and it's the impact that these hormones have on hormones have on your body because how else can you explain it? Why else would you not change anything, including your diet, your exercise, and boom, all of a sudden gain weight? It has to do with those hormones and how they impact things. Um, and then they talk about the relative hyperandrogenemia or androgenemia. It, that has to do with um, if your if your estrogen, like your estrogen and progesterone, drop well, and your testosterone stays the same, then that means there's a, a relative difference between the two. But you don't you don't need to focus on that. I, your testosterone is lowering over time anyway. That's well known. Um, but anyway, the, the idea here is estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone are impacting um, your body. The third thing is the exogenous factors, and these are what most people focus on, as opposed to focusing on the hormones, which I think are way more important. So the exogenous factors, remember, are those things which are impacting your body. And these are things you sometimes have control over. In fact, most of them you do. So for instance, number one, unhealthy nutrition. If you're eating unhealthy foods going into menopause, then you're probably going to gain a lot more weight than you should normally afterwards. Right? It's pretty simple. The other one would be low physical activity. That's exercise. If you're not exercising and you go into menopause, then you're probably going to gain more than you would have otherwise. And then, of course, some drugs. So drugs such as steroids, um, especially uh, insulin if you're type 1 diabetic or even type 2 potentially. But anyway, the drugs that you take can impact um, your body and your health as well. And then lastly is diseases. Those, those would be things like medical conditions that you have going into menopause. Because remember, menopause is a relatively abrupt change. It, there, is some, there is some kind of slow decline, but a lot of it is just boom, you're, you're in it. And that has to do with when your body just sort of decides that that's the case. And then from there, yes, estrogen and progesterone, they're slowly dropping. But once they reach that point, they drop off a cliff. And that's when you get all these changes. And so all of these things together, what are the, there's like 10 here, I think, all of these 10 changes, with the most important be the hormone factors, cause an increase in the body weight, um, the increase in the redistribution of your fat mass. And so what that means is you might take the your fat mass from your gynoid areas, which is just to say like... Um, your physique. So you might take, you might lose fat in your breast tissue and in your, you know, gluteal region and you might redistribute it. So it's the same, well, it's not the same fat, but that's the idea. Um, you're moving the fat from those areas into your stomach, which nobody wants. You don't want to gain stomach and lose breast tissue or gluteal tissue. That's just not ideal. And then also you have a decrease in fat free mass, which is basically to say your muscle tissue. So you're getting a decline in the muscle tissue. You're getting a redistribution of the fat mass and you're getting a, a total increase in body weight. And this all has to do primarily with those that decline in the in estrogen and progesterone and the changes to your testosterone and that's essentially what causes it but the question is what can you do about it um, I think if so the best way to approach this is to say is to start before your menopausal and I realize if you're listening to this it, you know some of you may be premenopausal many of you may be postmenopausal but the absolute best thing that you can do is is prevent the weight gain from occurring to begin with if you can do that, then you're going to be in a much better situation. And the best way to do that is to control the variables which are within your ability to control before you go into menopause. And what I mean by that is your diet, the, your exercise, your, your health status, the medications you take, those are things that, you know, at least some of those you have control over. But 
and if you so let's say you have control over those you go into menopause and you gain five pounds well you might be a little upset that you gain some weight but you can treat the five pounds with hormones later but on the other hand let's do a different scenario let's say you're not eating healthy you are um, not exercising enough you're taking a bunch of medications you go into menopause you're going to gain instead of gaining the the 10 or 15 pounds you might gain 20 or 30 and that weight once you've gained it is going to be very 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 difficult to lose it's not impossible i don't want you to think that but it's very difficult now, if you're already in that position, then you're going to have to focus on some of the things that we'll talk about in just a second. But the ideal scenario is to prevent all this from occurring because then you're in a way better situation. It's so much easier to maintain body weight than it is to lose fat mass because it gets very difficult. And I will say um, it's not the most difficult hormone imbalance to lose weight with. But if you are in menopause, it's harder to lose weight um, in that scenario just because your body isn't res as responsive as it once was. Okay, so let's talk about what you can do. I think one of the best things that you can possibly do is to try to normalize back your hormones to where they were in your premenopausal state. So it makes perfect sense as if, if the change in your hormones resulted in weight gain, that reverting those hormonal changes might help you reverse some of the weight that you've gained. Now, it doesn't always work that your body will lose the weight once you add the hormones, but very importantly, it does change how responsive your body is to the weight loss. So it's like we're putting you back in the situation where you were before you were premenopausal when you were able to exercise and to eat more, eat healthier and to lose weight easier in that way. Once you get past menopause, those traditional therapies don't work very well. And it causes people in a downward spiral to, spiral to um, restrict their calories and to do other diets and things like that. And that causes worsening damage. So the idea that you'd want to focus on um, is normalizing those hormones with bioidentical hormones, preferably things like um, that aren't synthetic. So the use of um, biased or, or estradiol in low doses, just enough to sort of revitalize the tissues. And same thing with progesterone. Using those, as long as you don't have risk factors, is a healthy way to put your body back into a state where it can lose weight again. So that's number one. Um, and then number two is adjusting your diet. Now, diet won't do everything by itself, but there are some things that you can do um, to put yourself in the best situation possible to lose weight. And so I've got a list here, and I'll go over just a couple of these um, br really briefly here because this video is kind of getting long already, but I at least want you to have this information available. And by the way, um, if you want to, you can look into this, this post, which is on my blog. I have a link to it below that you can go to, and you can read through all this in detail because I talk about this stuff a lot more in detail. Right now, we're just giving sort of a, a cursory glance over this stuff. So, number one, for your diet, eat plenty, and I mean plenty, of fruits and vegetables. So, tons of fruits and vegetables. They help the way that your body, um, the way that inf that the the foods that you eat influence your hormones in, in a positive or negative way, and you want it to do it in a positive way. So, vegetables and fruits help. Do it, do it in a positive way. Uh, number two, gluten-free grains. So lots of buckwheat, oats, quinoa, rice, things like that. Um, stay away from the gluten-filled um, carbohydrates. Those are those impact insulin in a negative way. Healthy fats is another big one. So you want to focus on those those types of healthy fats. It doesn't mean you want to excessively add healthy fats to your diet just for the sake of adding fats. But opt out in case. But use, for instance, use olive oil or extra virgin olive oil or coconut oil in place of some of the unhealthy fats canola oil and so on and so forth. But don't just take olive oil or coconut oil and add it to everything that you eat. That's not going to help you at all. Okay, Don't do that. But substitute the healthy fats for the non-healthy fats. 
Um, eating some soy-based foods can work for some people, but you do need to be careful about it, especially where um, if the soy is organic and, and how sensitive you are to soy, but soy can potentially help. Um, and in some studies, it showed that consuming soy um, has reduced the symptoms of, of uh, or menopausal symptoms. Maca is another big one. Um, so maca is, a, is like a botanical plant-based, uh, I call it a superfood. Um, and maca has been used for a long time to help with infertility, um, to help with uh, sex hormone related problems like menstrual irregularities and so on. It can be even given to men and it increases uh, some of testosterone dependent symptoms so they they get a little more aggressive and libido goes up and things like that. Um, flaxseed is another big one. Some studies have shown that flaxseed can help reduce the menopausal symptoms. So you can use flaxseeds. You can eat healthy proteins as opposed to unhealthy proteins, but you don't want to eat too much. You want to keep the, the amount that you're consuming to about 20 to 30% of their total calories. You don't want to eat 40 or 50%. Um, you just want to eat enough so it can maintain your current muscle mass. And then healthy carbohydrates as well. So don't be afraid to to consume some of those healthy carbohydrates. Um, and and remember, lots of foods have carbohydrates. So I want you to focus on the fruits and the vegetable form of carbohydrate, and to uh, eliminate the things like breads and pastas and and bagels and pizza and so on and so forth. Those are the kind of carbohydrates that don't provide a lot of nutritional value to you, and you can get a lot more nutrition from the healthier versions. So that's just a quick run through. Like this is wasn't meant to be um, an intense run through of what you can do for your diet, but just a good idea of what kind of stuff that you can be doing. And the diet should always be combined with with um, any hormone replacement therapy if that's is indicated in your specific situation. And doing these things, as well as some others, can really help stop the weight gain or prevent it, and then also help you to get back to a normal weight. So anyway, this was kind of a kind of a longer video, but I hope you guys found this helpful. If you're having trouble with your, with your weight and you're in menopause, or if you're afraid of gaining weight in menopause, anything like that, um, leave your comment below, leave your question below. Um, I'll do my best to get to them and answer them. Um, and otherwise, if you've enjoyed this, uh, please subscribe or, or like the like the video or leave a comment, whatever it is. I, I'm, I'd love to hear from you guys. But anyway, otherwise, I will see you guys in the next one.